And obviously we never ordered any of these things, but, you know, I think it was the planning of it that was fun for us. We just, you know, we had a way of just working. If there was something we wanted to take care of, there was instantly part of it that I would do and then part of it that she would do. That connection between us was really instant. You know, I truly saw myself in her, but then I saw parts of her that were so different. And and I really wanted to protect that. So for, for those of you who know me well, you've probably heard this story before, so bear with me. You know, but my mom has always repeated this story to me, and I feel like it really illustrates how I felt about my sister. When we were little, my mom took us for a routine visit to our doctor. Everything was going fine. You know, he was giving me a couple shots, and they were painful, but I did it. When he was done, I realized that his intention was to give these same shots to my sister. Knowing how painful they were, I just lost it. I didn't want him to go near her. I didn't want him to cause her any kind of pain. I started screaming and crying, trying to protect her. And it took my mom, the doctor, someone else in the office to hold me back. You know, that is how intensely I felt that need to protect my sister. And, and that's always how I felt about her. We were maybe four and two at the time, you know, and I already understood that it was my responsibility as her older sister to give her that protection. That was the role I played. So fast forward to years later, you know, I'm now 34 and she's 32 and we went to a funeral in Boston. It was, it was a really big, to, it was a big to do. And there were so many people there. The parking lot was filled and uh, there were people, you know, in the lot trying to direct traffic as everyone was leaving. So we're walking towards my car and while we're at the back of it, someone trying to back up out of their spot hit the front of my car. I was shocked and I kind of froze and my mind just kind of went to imagining the damage that they might have caused. And by the time I snapped myself back to reality, my sister had already run after that car. They were trying to drive away and she smacked the back of the car and yelled, stop, you can't leave. You just hit my sister's car. Making them get out so we could check to see what the damage was before they pulled off. She was now defending and protecting me. So over the years, I think we've learned a lot from each other. Things that she used to provide to the relationship, I have now learned that I can also bring that to the table. And vice versa. We picked up traits from one another. We are definitely still two different women. But we were also really similar at the same time, you know, often finishing each other's sentences. Sometimes we'll text each other and the text, a, a text from each of us will hit at the same time saying the same thing. Understanding each other with just one look. And I know this isn't unique to us. You know, there are so many sisters out there who are probably nodding their heads right now because they know exactly what I'm talking about. But how do we get there? How do so many of us develop and maintain this sacred bond of sisterhood? It takes work, and it's not easy, and it's definitely not a given. Because while so many of us enjoy this type of relationship, there are also many of us who are suffering because that sisterhood was lost somehow, or maybe it, maybe it never even got there. And if that's the case for someone who's listening, you know, you should know that it is never too late to repair that relationship. So the first quote I want to share today came from my sister, Kara. So Kara said, sisterhood means not having to face the world alone. It's having a built in best friend for life. Someone who God placed on your path to always have your back, no matter what season your relationship may be in. My sister and I have gone through the highest of highs together, as well as the lowest of lows. At times, we've even fought like enemies. But no matter what, 
we know that if needed, we'll always be there for one another. Sisterhood is an unbreakable bond, not just by blood, but by love, respect, admiration, and loyalty. There is nothing like a sister. I really love what she said, you know, and as usual, it's like she knew exactly what I wanted to talk about. When you're young, being besties and being there for each other is kind of easy. There's not much happening. We weren't making big life choices yet. There weren't too many outside factors that could impact our relationship. Now, I'm not at all implying that our respective childhoods were easy, right? We each had our own sets of challenges and traumas. But all in all, there wasn't much to fight about, you know, other than someone eating someone else's snacks. We had a strong bond. Not perfect by any means, but it was always really strong. And as we got older, our relationship was tested. Kara said something really important in her statement. She mentioned that we always had each other's back, regardless of what season our relationship was in. We have had some rough seasons. I'd say the first cold winter of our sisterhood was when I was 17 and she was 15. We fought a lot that summer. And then again, when I was 25, 26, and she was 23, 24. But our coldest winter ever was a few years ago when I was 32 and she was 30. It really was our biggest test of all. I think that up until that point, we had kind of taken our sisterhood for granted. We shared common interests and values. We loved hanging out and doing the same things. And we both truly put our family first. So we supported each other no matter what. And we tried to be each other's cheerleaders. But now when her and I talk and we look back, we realize that we really always had this one major weakness. We did not like confronting each other. Looking back at all those winter seasons in our sisterhood, I can confidently say, and I think she would too, that they all started the same way. Someone hurt someone's feelings, and instead of addressing it, we chose to bury it. Acting like nothing was wrong. Well, eventually, you know, if you keep sweeping things under the rug, you trip over it. And my sister and I were really great at all of the loving stuff and and being there for each other, but we kind of sucked at dealing with the pain. Now, I share all of this because in talking with friends, I've learned that this is, this is kind of common and something we all have to learn to do. We have to learn to talk about the things that hurt because things aren't always peachy, you know, and in most cases, that confrontation leads to growth. My sister and I allowed someone outside of our relationship. And this person is is not a villain. You know, she was dealing with her own pain. But nonetheless, she was determined to cause a rift between the two of us. And our avoidant style of dealing with things, of dealing with pain, allowed her to do just that. She painted a picture for each of us that played on our own insecurities. She made me believe that my sister had said some truly hurtful things, and she made my sister believe that I had done the same. It created this mountain of pain for each of us, but we never spoke about it. We never addressed it. We tried to just move forward like nothing had happened. We were hanging out, not knowing that we were both in pain and so hurt. Obviously, eventually, We tripped over all of this. We stopped talking as much. Our time together could feel forced. And we would both walk away complaining about one another. You know the saying, hurt people hurt people. Well, that summed us up at that time. Our timing was always off. She would extend an olive branch and I'd be too hurt to take it. The next time 
I would wave my white flag and she'd be too hurt to see it. This went on for a long time. Eventually, we missed each other so much that we just let it all go and started really connecting again. But we still had never addressed what was really going on. So about a year and a half later, or maybe actually even two years, the stars aligned and it felt like we had this perfect opportunity. We were on the phone and I feel like she could feel it and I could feel it. You know, we were talking about how that person was no longer in our lives. And, and just like that, we decided to talk about it. We realized that we had been played and then ultimately we played ourselves by never talking about what we had heard about each other. If in those first moments when I or she had heard those hurtful words, we had picked up the phone and called each other, we would have found out much sooner that none of this was true. And we wouldn't have lost so much time. Sisterhood requires radical honesty. You have to trust in the strength of your relationship to know that a disagreement or a fight cannot break you. We had to learn this. And I think one of the biggest blessings that we can all have as sisters is the ability to learn from each other. One of my favorite sister duos are my cousins, Diana and Christine. And Karen and I were really able to learn how to authentically communicate with each other by watching them. They are so close. Christine said this about their relationship. She said, sisterhood to me is knowing that she always had my back as I her. If anything was to ever happen to me, I know she would love my daughter as if she came from her. It's a no-judgment zone, always there to listen, and I can honestly say it's unconditional. And as someone who has watched them, I can tell you that it, it's really unconditional. I'm sure they went through their own trials in order to get to where they are, but man, you know, watching them motivated me and Kara to be more real with each other. They would give each other this brutal honesty and maybe things would get heated for a moment. Maybe they needed to walk away. But they always came back and the air was clear. So much easier to breathe. Diana said, sisterhood is unconditional love, period, point, blank. And I agree. It's that simple. Sisterhood is a gift. And in order to truly blossom in it, you can't treat it like you're scared it's going to fall apart. You have to trust it and trust in your love and respect for each other. Like so many of you, like Diana and Christine, my sister is my best friend. We don't always agree, but we always support each other. Like any relationship, we have to make an effort to maintain our sisterhood. You've got to show up. Be available, be honest, be loving, have fun, cry together, celebrate each other. Arabella, who is one of our listeners from Queens, said, I'm the oldest of two girls. We are five years apart, but I never really think of our age difference unless someone mentions it. No matter how old she is, she will always be my baby sister. My sister is my rock, my shadow, my heart, my conscience, my laughter, and what love means to me. We are honest with each other, even when it hurts, and we know no matter what, we will support each other through the good times and bad. I am grateful to our parents for instilling this bond within us very early, because I know some people who don't have what we share with their own sisters. We were taught that we are our own team, and no one can root for us more than we could for each other. Without my sister, I'm not sure what type of person I'd be, because through the years, I feel my circle of friends seems to get smaller and smaller. 
Sisterhood is full of transparency, open and honest communication, unconditional love and respect. My relationship with my sister to me defines sisterhood. I know I'm blessed to have her and I wouldn't have it any other way. I really love this quote, right? Thank you for sharing that, Arabella. One of the things I got from this was how much you appreciate your sister, because as you've gotten older, it feels like your circle of friends is getting smaller and smaller. Now, I really identify with that. And I'm not sure if anyone, you know, feels the same way. But if I'm being honest with myself, I find that sometimes I'm less willing to tolerate bad friendships and definitely have zero patience for toxic relationships because I have my sister. Does anyone else feel like that? Like my sister and I often joke that knowing we will always have each other is comforting to a fault. Because it also makes us less willing to work on those outside friendships that we may be having trouble with. We like to avoid the drama, you know, like it's COVID-19. <laughs> we have to make a conscious effort to nurture our friendships outside of each other. Because at the end of the day, just calling her and talking about something can feel like enough. The truth is no one gets me like she does. And I think I understand her so well. So we don't have to try so hard. We don't have to doubt or question each other's intentions, which can sometimes happen, you know, with friends. But that's, that's something we'll say for a talk another day. You know, our sisters are a constant. While we feel the most love from our sisters, we can also be easily hurt by them. Criticism from a sister can cut very deeply. I think it's because we're exposed in front of our sisters. We're naked in front of them. When a random person criticizes you, you can brush that off, right? That person doesn't really know me. Who cares what they think? But our sisters, they know us. They know our secrets. They know how our brains work. They've witnessed it all. So when she says something, you can't just brush it off. You have to look at it and you have to look at it closely because she really knows you and she wants the best for you. If she's telling you this about yourself, if she's calling you out, it's hitting different. And you can't just cut it off. Because you know that at the root of whatever she's saying, there is true love. You know, that was my favorite thing about Disney's Frozen. For the first time, true love did not come from a prince. It was something shared between sisters. It takes a level of awareness and maturity to take your sister's critique of you in. And not to quickly jump to defending yourself, but to really process it. I've learned that with time. With love at the root, you can truly be vulnerable. You can be open. And, you know, vulnerability isn't easy, or at least I can, I can speak for myself. At times, I really struggle with being vulnerable. I'm always trying to protect myself. I'm always trying to shield myself. But with my sister, I can totally let that guard down. I can share completely and honestly the things that I'm proud of and the things that I'm not so proud of. We accept it all from each other. Sibyl from Connecticut said this about her sister. Sisterhood is everything to me. Cass is my best friend. A sister is the bestest friend you will ever have in life. The one friend you need no filter with and can discuss anything and everything with. Best of all, a sister feels what you feel and wants what you want deep inside. Meaning a sister shares all your emotions and is an extension of you. 
Sisterhood is a very unique bond. And when you have one, you are totally blessed. Thank you for sharing that with me, Sibyl. I want to explore it a little because I, I think it's really powerful. A sister feels what you feel and wants what you want for yourself. That's, that's an amazing gift. When you really connect with your sister, truly understanding each other, you don't need a lot of words. You just get each other. One of the things I think we can all, you know, struggle or battle with sometimes is loneliness. At times, we're going through things that are so immense, so overwhelming, and, and we feel so alone. But then, just like that, you look at your sister or you talk to your sister, and you're reminded instantly that you are not alone. She understands and feels your pain like it was her own because it is. When you are truly connected, you feel each other's joy and each other's sadness. If I walk into a room and see my sister is crying, before I even understand what's happening, I've got a tear coming down. And God forbid if I was there and I know what's going on, forget it. I'm boohooing if she's crying. Six months ago, I was with my sister when she was in labor, you know, and I was trying to be very strong for her as the contractions were coming and going, you know, her husband was there, he was helping her. And I was just trying to talk to her, keep her spirit up. But man, I could not help it. Every few minutes, I'd have a tear streaming down my face that I need to hurry up and wipe before she could see it. Now, I obviously was not having contractions, so I can't say that I know what it felt like, but knowing that she was in that much physical pain, it was crushing me. A few years ago, when I was going through a, a huge breakup, so many people had comments and opinions and advice and criticisms, all the stuff you can imagine. But my sister... She, she never said a word. She was just there. She looked at me intently. She cried. From time to time, she reached out for my hand. You know, she could feel me. And just talking about that, I feel all of those emotions coming up because it's, it's hard to explain. When you're in that space and you're feeling broken and you're feeling really beat down and all you do is look at someone and you don't have to say anything and you can see the tears in their eyes coming up because they know, they know what you're feeling. Sisterhood is like that sometimes. It's just silent. And that's when I think it's at its most powerful. Sibyl's sister, Kassan, wanted to add to her comment by saying that with a sister, you can truly be transparent. There's never any shame telling your sister things you did, even, even the things you're not proud of. Sometimes your sister doesn't have the solution to your problems, but by simply sharing with her out loud and venting, it takes a load off of your chest. So I think we'll stop right here and take a very short break. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back in about two minutes. Pour qu'on ait nous toutes ces mêmes, faut qu'on t'aide pour qu'on 
And just like that, a connection is made. Like our blood sisters, these relationships require work, right? Like I think about it like plants. They need to be tended to. They need to be watered. They need sun. And like plants, there are so many different types, right? There are so many different levels of maintenance required. I have some friendships that are like azaleas. They require lots of attention and they have very specific needs in order to thrive. And I have others that are more like orchids and one ice cube per week and they're good. But then I have ones that are like succulents, you know, so low maintenance. You barely talk, but when you do, you just pick up right where you left off. I may not know all of the ins and outs of their daily lives, but if they call and they need me, I'm just there. I think that as our lives get busier, you know, we come to appreciate those succulent sisters. They don't get mad that it's been a month since they heard from you, but they always show up when you need them. Martine from Long Island said, sisterhood is about the closeness between women. Some happen to have the same parents, but some have no blood relation whatsoever. It's about the love and respect that they share. It's about knowing that someone will always be there for you no matter what. It's someone you can share your dreams and wants with. We are there to inspire one another and lift each other up. Thank you so much for sharing that. And and I want to focus on one of the things you said. This idea of lifting each other up. As women, specifically women of color, we operate in a world where quite often the majority is against us or doesn't make an effort to include us. Today, you know, black women remain underrepresented at every level of federal and state political office in the United States. Black women's median annual earnings are roughly 34,000 for those who work full time year round. And that's lagging behind most women and men's earnings in our country. But yet, Black families depend on Black women's earnings. Eight out of 10, I think 80.6% of Black mothers are the breadwinners who are either the sole earner or earn at least 40% of the household income. I mean, there's, there's a lot against us already that we are battling. You know, having a sister who just gave birth, the fact that in the United States, black women are two to six times more likely to die from complications of pregnancy than white women, depending on where they live, is terrifying. And what does that really mean? This has to do with the fact that people do not listen to black women as much as they do other women. We're not valued or cared for the same way our peers are. So it's extremely important. It's imperative that we support each other, that we lift each other up because others won't. I love to see black women celebrating each other. For some, it comes naturally. And for others, it's harder because they have to unlearn all that they've been taught about valuing women who look like them. Gabrielle Union gave this awesome speech at the Essence Black Women in Hollywood event when she was awarded with the Fierce and Fearless Award back in 2013. She talked about living in a society where pretending was the norm. She said she used to shrink in the presence of other dope, beautiful women. Shrink. And that she would revel in gossip and rumors and live for the negativity inflicted upon her sister actresses or anyone whose shine she felt diminished her own. 
he was okay with the idea that it didn't matter if women of color were typically excluded in the casting process, as long as she was working. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. First and foremost, I think it takes great courage to be that honest and bare in front of a room full of people knowing that this would be available forever and ever on YouTube, right? There are certain truths about ourselves that we hide from the world as we try to present a very proper, kind, thoughtful, always good persona. I always liked Gabrielle Union, but something about the realness and the nakedness of this speech made me see her in a whole new light. In that speech, she talked about the courage it takes to live in our own truth, to admit when we were wrong, and to use our voices for things other than self-promotion. But, I mean, that, that's a process, right? We don't all just get there. Some of us already have it, and that's great. But there are others that it's, it's a process to come to realize something like that. If we grow up in a world where we are made to believe that there is only room for one of us, I mean, that is, that is something we really have to work to unlearn. We are so much more powerful when we lift each other up, when we compliment each other, when we celebrate each other. If you have, I mean, if you haven't seen that acceptance speech, I would, I would highly recommend it. You know, you can find it on YouTube. It's, it, it, it was awesome. She also wrote a book that I really enjoyed. Um, it's called We're Gonna Need More Wine. And in the book, she talks about meeting Ryan Destiny, a young actress who people said looked like a, a younger version of her. In the book, she recalls Ryan approaching her at an event, you know, and she's this young actress and she's saying, oh my God, I can't believe I'm finally meeting you. And she asks her if she would be her mentor. And all the while she's thinking, you know, look at this girl. She's like, Gabrielle 2.0, but better. And you want me to mentor you while the press is out here calling you the next Gabrielle Union? That fear of being replaced, initially, it, it closed her off to having a relationship with this woman. You know, and that, that comfort with pretending allowed her to have all these, you know, angry or maybe jealous emotions inside as she smiled through it and posed for pictures. That's the reality for a lot of us, whether we're the ones dishing it out or we're the ones on the receiving end. This is something that I live every day. I had to learn pretty early on in my career that just, become a, just because a woman is black like me doesn't mean that she's my sister. Or doesn't mean that she sees me as a sister. And I mean, you know, that's something I want to do a whole hour on. So I won't dive too deep, but I think it is really relevant when we talk about sisterhood. The amount of effort that it takes to look another woman up and down, to size her up, and then spew this negativity about her onto the first person willing to listen would be much better spent simply complimenting her. We've talked about this already in the, in the past couple shows, this idea that you can't really judge a person in minutes just by looking at them. You know, while I am comfortable speaking in front of people and I'm used to that from my work and I'm out there and I'm outspoken, I'm actually a very shy person. And so when people meet me and I'm not bubbly and I'm not, you know, quickly trying to make conversation, that first assumption of them is like, you know, I don't like her. 
But if you would give it a chance, if you would actually have a conversation, you might see that you feel differently. You know, that thing that you're seeing in this woman that makes you jump to a place of negativity is really something that you should celebrate. Her style, her accomplishments, her grace, her intelligence, her energy, just lift her up instead of trying to knock her down. Don't you think? I mean, I feel like whatever you're seeing in her that's making you act this way could be the same reason you could choose to make her one of your sisters. We have so many reasons to connect. Shared dreams, shared likes, shared backgrounds, shared goals, shared interests in fashion and music and art. And then on the flip side, I think what could make us grow even faster is a sister who has different goals, a different style, a different background, different interests. That's what would better prepare us for the world. Our sisters can be our teachers. We don't have to look so far to find someone to inspire us and to motivate us to be the best version of ourselves. We've got sisters in our own backyard, in our schools, at work, who can expose us to new cultures and new perspectives. Vanessa from Brooklyn said, there are so many facets of sisterhood. Blood sisters who can be our confidants, have our back through thick and thin, accept our authentic selves, have our best interests at heart. And then there's sorority sisters, you know, who's supporting each other, who went through this college experience together. And then friends who just see each other as sisters, who can sometimes fight and grow together. You can find your sisters anywhere. There are no rules. There are no instructions. Just be open and allow yourself to really connect. Stephanie from Louisiana said, Sisterhood is naked. It is bare. It is judgment-free. Sisterhood accepts you for who you are and never fails to tell you when you are not being yourself. Sisterhood is truth. Sisterhood challenges you to be your best self. Sisterhood is a gasp for air. Sisterhood is love. And I really love that quote. And, you know, that idea of sisterhood being naked, being bare, that's what we're really looking for. That's, that's that thing that we need. We spend so much time at work, you know, trying to present ourselves in a certain way, trying to impress our bosses, trying to get promotions, trying to get that deal signed, always on, always on. So you have to value that person, that sister that allows you to strip all of that away, to really be yourself, to be open, to be vulnerable, not to have your guard up. And just share, just share honestly and feel received and heard and then be able to offer that back in return. A few years ago, I, I went on a trip to Savannah, Georgia for what was supposed to be my bachelorette weekend. And ultimately, it was just an amazing experience with my sister Kara and my chosen sisters. You know, other than my sister on that trip, none of the ladies had any idea what my then fiance and I were going through. No clue. I hadn't shared it. But they carried me that weekend without knowing, without having any idea how much it meant to me, how much I needed me, how much I needed it. They just carried me. On our second night in Savannah, we sat around a table having dinner we were drinking we were laughing 
having a great time. And they had put us in kind of, it wasn't a private room, but it was like a semi-private room. So there was a table right outside of people who could hear us, but we felt secluded enough. And one of my sisters said, I have an idea. Let's go around the table and have each person say what Lori means to them. And I said, okay, but only if afterwards I get a chance to tell each of you what you mean to me. And so it began. This emotional roller coaster filled with laughs and tears and heartfelt looks at one another. Trying to be a sister to someone, being a sister to someone, takes real commitment. So I am, I'm unashamed to say that I don't have many. You know, if I see us as sisters, it's because I'm committed to giving my all to this relationship. And I'd never be able to maintain that if everyone was my best friend. You know, I, I don't know how to be any other way. I'm, I'm an all-in or all-out person. So I put my all into my friendships. So that night, I was at this table, and I'm looking at these beautiful women. Each of them completely different and glorious in their own way. To be secretly going through a really tough time to be feeling really down at, you know, at a very low point and to now hear each of them say how much they appreciate me, how I had been there for them during some really difficult moments in their lives. Some of the stuff, it was almost my first time hearing, you know, there were things that I was doing for my friends that came so naturally that I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And to now hear them say, this is what you did for me at this time. And this is how much it meant to me. This is how much it helped me because I felt so alone and you were there. It was, it was so impactful to me, especially because of what I was going through. And then to turn around and tell them how much their love had impacted me. It was a blessing because how often do we take the time to actually do that, to look at each of them and say, this is why we became sisters. This is how I look at you. This is how you motivate me. This is how you inspire me. This is how much you've been there for me. It's just, it's just a blessing. And I think it was exactly what I needed and maybe what we all needed at that moment. That's the power of a sister. As a sister, your presence alone can save your sister's life. And you may not even know that that's what you're doing. And sometimes that sisterhood is just for a season. And that's okay. My relationship with one of these ladies from that trip is totally gone. But I don't regret that she was there. I needed her at that time. We needed each other. And maybe one day things will circle back around and we'll reconnect. You know, who knows what life has in store. But sisterhood is a gift that we should be careful with. Because without it, that feeling of loneliness would really take over. Can I tell That's you what they are saying? Sure, we can, we can take a few comments. <laughs> you know, it, it always happens. So, mm -hmm. uh, somebody said, um, I think a good group of friends is okay because it creates balance and also you get different points of view. Mm -hmm. Somebody else says, then I tell my sister all the gossip and drama. Sometimes it is good to laugh at other people too. So, and we have, um, um, give me one minute. I'm trying to read them because they are, they keep coming. They keep coming. <laughs> and, um, that's the way that this, somebody says great show. Um, 
is important point about vulnerability creating even more closeness. Somebody just said, sisterhood is seeing you in the morning when you wake up, no makeup, hair not fixed. You don't have to hide or put up a face. That is so, so important too. Yeah, very important. Very important. And then we have, oh, there was a comment. Um, wow. Okay, let me, let, let, let me keep on looking for it, but you can go ahead. Okay. In the meantime. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so receiving everybody's comments beforehand during the show, I, I really took some time to think about if I had to, you know, define sisterhood in just a few words, what would that be? And reading everything, knowing my own, you know, my own experiences. For me, I think sisterhood is the opposite of loneliness. That's what it boils down to for me. With my sister, Kara, and my chosen sisters, I am never alone. You know, a few months after that amazing trip, um, when my, my wedding was officially canceled, I was out to dinner with a friend. Actually, it was the friend whose idea it was to go around the table. And, you know, she was there for me and she was listening and she was trying to get me to, to think about what's next. And I said to her, I don't think I'll ever do this again. And she's like, Lori, you know, what do you mean? And I said, you you know, she's like, you'll have other relationships. And I said, no, it's not that. I just mean this whole wedding thing. I can't do it. And, and she said, you can't say that. Don't say that. This is what you do for a living. And you do it out of love. You've helped so many other people celebrate mm-hmm. their commitment and their love. And you owe us a chance to celebrate yours. So I said, okay, but I'm not doing all the extra stuff. No showers, no bachelorette stuff. I mean, how could I call up all these ladies again and say, hey, you know, it's time for you to spend some more money on another bachelorette trip for me. I just, I can't. And I promise you, it was like a scene from a movie. She reached across the table, grabbed my hand and said, if they are your sisters, they will be there with bells on to do it again, bigger and better than the last time. That's a sister. My challenge to you this week is to tell your sister what she means to you. Blood sister, chosen sister, whatever. Pick up the phone and tell her. Don't text her. Actually give each other space to chat about some of your favorite memories together, to celebrate one another, and to really just bask in the light of your sisterhood. If you have a sister that you think would have enjoyed today's topic, please let them know that the show will air again on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next week, we'll be talking about the glory of the black man. So please mark your calendars for next Monday, 6 p.m. here on Radio Africa 1804. And in the meantime, if you have any thoughts, comments, or questions about what we discussed today, please feel free to message me on Facebook at Lori Lee Camo or on Instagram at Lori Lee underscore. Thank you so much to all the listeners who sent me their comments in advance so that I could include them in our talk today. And thank you in advance to everyone who will be commenting afterwards. I appreciate you and thank you for listening.